let's see how this young couple got started as school owners. Let's get rolling. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation Podcast. ATA Nation, it is wonderful to be back with you. My name is Senior Master Zach Hayden. I am your host here for the ATA Nation Podcast. Um, it is a pleasure. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed our episode last week about the 2020 armor and uh, just tech coming up in uh, martial arts. Super cool stuff going on there. We got some good feedback um, on the podcast. So uh, let's let's do something a little different. We're going to do some listener feedback. So uh, we've been talking about getting uh, people on Instagram, sending us some DMs, tell us what you think. Um, we got a great DM from, let's pull it up, Mr. Leonard Williams. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed the episode with uh, Master Nominee Garcia. I'm just inspired by her um, recovery story, the, you know, keep going through the knee. Um, he's listening from ATA Maryland, uh, Edgewood. Uh along with his uh, seven and eight year old boys. Uh, we really love getting a feedback. Um, it's just great to see. Uh, we've seen some uh, great posts from Mr. Lucas Johnson, uh, training hard, looking good at some no- local tournaments. Um, same ATA Scotch Plains. Um, we know we got some uh, loyal listeners out there. Uh, love to see that. So um, we just really enjoy connecting with you guys, our listeners on Instagram. You can find us over at uh, ATA Nation Podcast. You can uh, find us there. We would love to uh, see, uh, hear, see your pictures, watch your reels, your stories. Send us a DM. We'd love that. Um, DMs are awesome. So Super cool. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, we've got another great interview today with a a young couple that um, uh, own a school up in Charlotte, Michigan. So let's get right to that interview. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we have with us uh, Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Rodriguez, um, who are school owners in Michigan. Um, first of all, introduce yourselves and tell us where your school is located. Well, I'm Olivia Rodriguez, and our school is in Charlotte, Michigan. Charlotte, Michigan. Lansing. 20 minutes. 20 miles from Lansing. Excellent. About 20 minutes. And, and how old is your school? This is... Our third year. We've been here for three years. So, yeah, we started in July. That and was. you are part of the uh, Leaders for Life uh, universe. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, what is kind of been your journey to owning the school and uh, um, you know doing this together? Um, was that part of the motivation, um, or are you guys, you know, like one of you drug the other one to school ownership? 
I guess I'll let you go first, and then I'll go after you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to say, I <laughs> thought myself to be a school owner myself. I really liked managing and helping other people run schools. I did that for the Newberries for a number of years. But I know you always wanted to have your own school. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about owning my own school from, who knows, probably like 12, 13 years old. Um, I had parents who were, were more like, you know, interested in, in saying, hey, you know, you should start your own business kind of thing. And I was doing martial arts at the time, so it just made sense. Like, well, you could own your own martial arts school. And, you know, their thoughts were, you know, basically against all the things they didn't like, right? I don't like someone else setting my schedule. You could set your own schedule, you know. If you want to make more, you just you just work more, you know, kind of thing. So that, that kind of... Uh, I guess put it in my mind, and then my instructor, um, Alex Martinez, which maybe a lot of people in our region would know, um, <clears throat> you know, he was, I, mean, I think that's something I shared with him, and he was just very open to, to just kind of saying, okay, here's how I teach, here's what you need to know kind of thing, and did very well in getting me in an environment around people who could who could help me, you know. And whatever he didn't know, he would say, well, here, let's, let's go to this seminar. Let's go to this training kind of thing. And so I think that all, you know, kind of pushed me towards the idea, hey, you can have your own school someday. And I like to do martial arts. So it made sense. Excellent. Um, well, that's cool that your, your parents were also like, hey, doing it on your own is a great way to go. Where a lot of parents are, um, hey, you know, maybe you should think about doctor, lawyer, you know, accountant. Um, you know, and stay away from that dangerous, you know, uh, martial arts school ownership stuff. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's just different, different viewpoints and some people see, you know, Hey, if you can get a job with somebody who's, you know, been in business for who knows how many years, everybody's sort of security level is different. You know, the parents, mm -hmm. I think out of maybe just uh, safety, love for their kids, you know, they, they want them to do something that they would say, you know, has a, a track record, right? Listen, I know this is a secure, safe, nine to five kind of option. And so I think, you know, there's there's good intentions there. And then there's, on the other side, I, I see a lot of parents who just kind of like, go carve your own path, make it happen. And perhaps maybe somewhere in the, the middle is a good idea, right? Instead of just going out there and opening your own random karate school and doing whatever you want, lean on the wisdom of people who've already been successful while at the same time carving a little bit of your own your own path. Which you know? is essentially what we did because um, I worked for the Newberries, uh, Senior Master Jeff and Tina Newberry, who's she Chief Master now? <laughs> uh, almost, I think. A uh, couple months, couple months. She's almost there. Yeah, so we worked for them. I think I worked for them for seven years. You worked for them for eight years. Yeah. And I think when you first went to them, you know, sort of as a as an apprentice or is almost an internship, you know, it's the equivalent mm -hmm. of, of a trade school, basically is working for another very successful martial arts school owner and learning from them. I think you went to them and said, hey, I think I'd like to open up my own school in a couple of years. Yeah. Eight years later, <laughs> we had a lot of learning to do before we were actually ready. Uh, but that is definitely something that will increase, I think, the success rate is, like, go work for someone who knows how to do it, you know, and they'll they'll teach you how to do it. And um, 
you know, it's, it's also great options, I think, in the martial arts industry to, um, you know, be a manager or chief instructor for another school owner. And that's also an equally viable career, you know. Yeah. So if you are really aligned with, with the school owner and with their, their vision and their passion, and I mean, that's a great option as well. So. Totally. Uh, yeah. It seems like you guys have uh, definitely, you know, you've gotten that education um, through the Newberries, you know, that just is kind of made um, my guess would be it was has made it easier to go out and be on your own now. Um, even and even now, as a as another Leaders for Life school, you know, you've you've seems like you've got a, a support system. You can always go back and call them up and see what's going on and, and get some support that way as well. Um so now uh, it's been about three years. How are things going? Um, you know, what are what have been the ups? What have been the downs? Um, you know, give us the tell-all. Well, what it was was it two thousand? It was July of two thousand nineteen. We opened. We opened July one, and we're in Michigan, and we got shut down. How many months later? Oh. February. <laughs> Seven, eight months yeah. later. And Michigan was very mean. Michigan was one of the more restrictive states because, yeah, we were there too. But, yeah, so our first eight months, we were, we were very blessed. It's the summertime. It's a small community. And so we're Charlotte is really unique because it's a small town that's the biggest small town surrounded by other smaller towns. So if you want to do martial arts, you go to Charlotte. If you want to do any activity – Charlotte's where you go. You don't always go up to Lansing. So we kind of have a larger, I would say, clientele or customer base, which well, is good. And the other thing is every community does their own fair or festival um, throughout the year. So yeah. when we first opened, it was like every weekend we were going to the Fireman's Festival. We were going to Vermont Bill Days. We were going to the county fair. And it was just like every weekend we were hitting, hitting the booths, doing the booths. And um, – Mrs. Master Newberry would, would be horrified to know that our first booth, we had a table with a blue bed sheet as our tablecloth. We had nothing logoed, so we printed out our logo on, like, this printer paper, and we taped it to the tablecloth. That was our booth. That was our booth. <laughs> our- we some gloves. We grabbed our old nunchucks, laid them on the table. Yeah. We had- yeah. Sign on board, and that was yeah. That was it. That was our first booth. But um, in our first three months of business, we got like fifteen to eighteen new students each month. So in our first eight months, the school just grew a lot. So that when COVID did hit, we had like we had grown up to where we could we could make it through. So we were just so so glad and so grateful that COVID hit um, in February and not in July when we first opened. So we uh. Yeah, just to clarify, we purchased our school from Alex Martinez, so my instructor. And at that time, you know, we sort of had a, a small little base to to work with. I think we had thir- mm-hmm. about 30 students. I think it was 30 students. And, um, of course, anytime your kind of hero instructor is moving on or retiring or doing other things, you, you lose a lot of people. Um, or maybe yeah. they – they train with other great martial artists in the area. You know, we, we obviously have a lot of other AT schools around us and people were familiar with their sparring nights or their camps and seminars. And so we, we lost some, some people that way. And that was fine. I think, you know, every, everyone has to be able to train with 
you know, whoever they want and whoever they really feel like they have a connection with. And there's so many people that all of us martial artists can share, right? And so um, from there, even though, I mean, having a little small base to start with helped with having like buddy days, you know, even if it's just 30 people, if 30 people invite a friend, I mean, or have a birthday party, you know, that that's really helpful and kind of help boost that new students right off the bat. So, For sure. Um, so you mentioned you, you, uh, took the school over, you bought the school from your instructor. Um, is, was that, uh, you know, you, you had been looking for, uh, an opportunity to open a school at some point. Um, was that just, uh, it kind and it came up, um, had you always thought about coming, um, there in Michigan and opening a school near there? Um, what kind of prompted you choosing locations and stuff that direction? Um, you fill in the details. Well, I'll go first, then you okay. fill in the details. So we <laughs> um, we got married in 2018, and we decided, you know, in the near future, we did want our own school. So we were looking. We had a couple of different options, and one of them we, that we had just sort of like thrown out there is, well, maybe we go back to Charlotte. And eventually, we started throwing that idea around more seriously. We wound up calling. Actually, I think we were visiting here for Christmas. Is that what we were doing? I'm not sure where you're going with this. I don't know. Anyways, we wound up either calling or meeting up with Master Martinez, and we just mentioned it. And he said, you know, it's crazy that you, you're bringing this up because I was just talking to my wife that, you know, it's it might be time to, to sell school and move on from there. You know, because they had other things going on, and he was about ready to retire, and so we just called mm-hmm. him. Serendipity. Cool. Well, and I, I think that's a great, uh, a great thing to see. Um, you know, we've got, there's, you know, across the organization, there's a whole generation of school owners that are, you know, reaching, you know, retirement age. They want, they're going to want to step away from their schools and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for young school owners or, or young instructors who might want to return home, might want to, um, you know, uh, take on an existing school rather than start from scratch. Um, you know, and it sounds like it was a perfect fit for you guys. It was. Yes. Yeah. You know, cool. In my lifetime, I've said a lot of, I will never do this or this would never be a great idea. (laughs) One of those things was moving back to my small town. I thought, (laughs) no, moving back to my small little town, like, there's not an opportunity there. I can't have over a hundred students there, which is, you know, kind of what I wanted. And I said, you know, that's just not, not going to work. And, you know, I think the reality is it really can work a lot of places. We see successful schools in small towns. Like we have 10,000 in our town and the five surrounding towns maybe have one to 3,000 and I'm within a 15 minute driving distance, you know, so it's not it's not huge, um, and then we see martial arts schools. I, I was at a school for Master Newberry in Houston, Texas, for for four years. You know, and we're talking about now so many people. I don't know how many are even there now, but I think it was a little over two million over that time. You know, and and so for me, my journey went from. Hey, I I like this town. I have my own little town karate school. To no, I got to be in the big city. To 
here I am. Now I'm like, you know what? I want something a little more peaceful and calm. In oh, my we love it here. Town. Yeah. We love it here. It's yeah. awesome. And our school you is guys sound- successful. So yeah. What, uh, speaking of, so how many students are you guys sitting at currently? We have 130 training active on a month to month. Awesome. So, yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I, uh, uh, one of the past interviews we did with a school owner, you know, we were talking about the, the, the idea that, you know, everybody's success is different. You know, you have to ad- identify your own success and, you know, a lot of young uh, instructors might look and go, Hey, I have to have a school, you know, like um, the Pavlix who have like 4 billion students and uh, you don't, you know, it depends on where you are, what kind of life you want to live. Um, it sounds like your location is almost exactly like where I live, where my school is. We have just under 10,000 people, you know, a lot of little towns around that have, you know, a thousand people or a couple hundred people or whatnot. Um, you know, yeah, we don't have 2 million people, but the cost of living, you know, is not the same as it is in Houston. You know, what you have to, you know, pay rent alone, you know, is, is way different. Yeah, that is, is so true. I mean, our, we purchased our building that our martial arts school in, is in. The first floor has 2,500 square feet. I think the two floor, each of the floors above it have 2,000 square feet. And... I mean, the cost to purchase the whole building with all that space was value around 130000 And, you know, if you any, – any kind of big city or something similar in size could be, you know, 400000 500000 depending on your area yeah. in that city. I mean, you could have a, a mortgage payment of 800 bucks, you know, and you'll own it in 10 years. Or you can be crazy yeah. and eat that and get rid of it faster, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, everything's different. I mean, instead of renting, especially if you're just starting moving into a community, you're not sure where you want to live yet. I mean, smaller towns, you could rent an apartment for 600 bucks and have two bedrooms, you know? It, it's crazy. It's just different life here where one bedroom in Houston in any areas. 1200 to 1800. Yeah. I think the, one of the, one of the great things I enjoy about being a school owner is that you can, since you're the boss, you can set up your life how you want based on what it is that that you Mm -hmm. value. Like you're saying, like everybody is, everybody's different. Success looks different for every person. For us, I mean, we've just been able to set up our life the way we want. We work, we teach Monday through Friday. We don't do any Saturday classes. So our weekend is for, family time it's for church it's for you know small group and, and hanging out with our, our people and then during the week we we work and we love it. it's, it's a simple life if you want a simple life yeah small town christ school is where it's at if you want the big city life there's awesome great opportunities in the big city too and everywhere in between so you just got to know what it is that for you sure really care about what you value and then make that happen in your life because you can do it I love that. So um, as we wrap up, uh, what's a piece of advice that you would give? Let's say there's a, you know, a high schooler, um, you know, they're in their their local ATA school and they're like, hey, this might be something I want to do. What piece of advice would you give them as they're planning, you know, their future um, to to possibly be a school owner? Yeah, I would say that you should go first thing. Yeah, you go go next. 
Um, I'd say the biggest thing is just surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. So for us, you know, the Newberries were our heroes and our role models. And so we just spent as much time with them as we could. We learned as much as we could. Any, you know, staff training, training opportunities, you know, personal growth, mentoring, like all of that. We were like, we just got around those people and we learned, you know, so just to be a, a student and be, be ready to learn and take lots of notes, but be around the people that you want to be like and learn from them is the huge step because you can't do it on your own. That's for sure. And you got to have people that you can call. You got to have the support base and you got to have the knowledge. So get around those people. That would be my advice. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I mean, definitely where I would lean first. And I think anything, whether you want to own a restaurant or own a martial arts school or own anything, I think that generally speaking, people have a lot of knowledge that they're willing to share and they're willing to help out. And so I would say that you should get out there. You should spend time around those people. Don't just open a martial arts school, work at a martial arts school and and mm. don't think, oh, you're going to learn everything you need to learn in two years. You know, that's something I thought, oh, I'll just train, learn in a couple of years, and then I'll know what I need to know. And here I am all these years later, and I still don't know everything I need to know. So you just keep surrounding yourself. <laughs> Another thing I would say is, is, um, is if you're starting your own school when you're first starting out, live within your means. Like live within what you have. If you can only afford puzzle mats, then use puzzle mats. And if you can't afford puzzle mats and you have, you know, you rented a building that just has some carpet down, you know? Okay, well, you're not going to be doing jump spin kicks. You're not going to be doing takedowns your first year. You're not going to be doing as aggressive sparring your, your first year, right? You're going to have parameters in place that say, hey, this is what I can do right now. And I think that a lot of people are okay with that. You don't have to have the biggest, best, greatest, anything, right? You have what you have and you, you work off of it. I, I loved going on YouTube sometimes and watching martial arts schools from other country. And it looks like there's just like carpet laying down on a dirt floor. And the people who want to train and want to get together and want to be in an environment where you know, you make it happen. That's the kind of attitude. It's a make it happen kind of attitude. Yeah. And that's something that I think Master Newberry instilled in me very soon when she would give me tasks. And, you know, I was always kind of bringing them back. Well, I don't know what to do here. How do I do this? And, you know, one of the best moments for me, and this goes back to surrounding yourself with people who can help you, is she just spun her chair around. And she just had this angry look on her face and she said, make it happen. And then she just turned back around and started looking at her desk. And, you know, although I, I, I don't think I really know another Master Newberry, there's a lot of people out there who are willing to help you and to really help you grow and to get better and to challenge you and to give you opportunity. I mean, at least in my case, she didn't need an instructor. She didn't need to open a school. 
right by her successful school to sort of help me get my feet wet. You know, she went above and beyond what most people would probably do. And so even with that, with that said, there's, especially the ATA environment, there's so many people who you can call and say, I need help. And They'll they will ATA give help. is so, so much community, so much help. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, are, are great pieces of advice. Um, I think it's, it's awesome to see, uh, um, you know, uh, school get taken over, um, by, by a, a young, uh, couple that are, are going to make it happen. It's neat to see this generation, sw- you know, from one school owner to another school owner. Um, I love stories of small town ATA schools being successful because, um, I think it's nice to s- tell, those, you know, young and in, young instructors, young students out there that you don't have to go and start a school in Houston or, you know, Atlanta or somewhere like that. You can nothing wrong with that, but you can do it, you know, other places as well. So um, I want to thank you for your time today. Um, and we uh, look forward to seeing you guys at uh, um, regional events. I get to see you guys all the time. Um, and then um, at nationals as well, maybe. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be at the next tournament. My sister decided to get married on nationals. I, I don't know what she was thinking, but you know, we all make mistakes. It's it's, what it is. it's not like ATA is new in her family. Like, shouldn't she have checked the tournament calendar before? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll let her slide this. <laughs> well, thank this time, this time, right. Well, another great interview. Love it. Uh, It's so neat to see these stories of uh, young school owners um, that come from different backgrounds, all different uh, things going on, whether they were teaching for somebody else, acquired a school, started their own location. Um, We've got a a couple of more great interviews coming up, and then we're going to have a a series. We're going to be talking to some club owners as well. Great way to get started in um, kind of martial arts business is uh, being a club owner. So we would, uh, we're going to have some of those guys on there. If you know a great club owner, especially, um, we'd love to talk to one that's a little newer. So in the last, you know, five or so years, um, have them reach out to us on Instagram. We would love to hear for, from them. So ladies and gentlemen, um, that's going to wrap up the show for today. Uh, we love talking to you and uh, make sure, do us a favor. Would you please um, post a picture of you listening to the podcast on Instagram and tag us. We would love to see that. Are you working out, driving to the school? Um, what are you doing? Post a picture of us, of yourself listening to the podcast on Instagram, tag us on Instagram so we can see what you're doing while you are listening to the podcast. I'm talking to you, senior master Coffrin. I know you're doing that plank and you're listening to the podcast and we love it. Keep it up guys. Make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Okay. I'm still looking for a couple of teams. I've got um, uh, one of uh, the Kaminsky teams, the crew that I'm going to be interviewing. Um, I'm going to look at talking to, um, some maybe uh who was i talking to the uh um uh pick power pick power i was going to talk to i want to see if i can get an interview with some pick power team members hey bartlett brawlers where are you guys somebody reach out 
Okay, who else is out there? What other teams? Okay, reach out. Let me know. I I want to do some interviews with some teams. All right, um, but you gotta you gotta you gotta shoot out a message to me because uh, I want to hear from you. Okay, later, guys.